0: Isaiah foretells the end of the exile of God's people in Babylon. The Lord will pardon his people and lead them to freedom. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, a voice cries out, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the, Lord, then the glory of the Lord shall be received, revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
1: The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 85. It is found on page 3 of your service. Please stand as you are able and sing. A reading from the second letter of Peter. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Since all these things are, be, are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace without spot or blemish. And regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches.
2: The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. Mark begins his Gospel with an intentional misquotation of the prophet Isaiah, the passage that we heard in Isaiah, Isaiah says, there's a voice crying, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord or prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness. So it's the way that's in the wilderness. Um, The idea being that all of these people who are in exile in Babylon are about to return to Jerusalem and this time there will be no wandering for 40 years in the desert, but instead a highway. Lower the hills, raise the valleys, a nice level highway on the way back. But Mark wants to get the message that John the Baptist starts the story, and John the Baptist is out there in the desert, so he misquotes Isaiah and says, There's a voice in the wilderness saying, Prepare the way of the Lord. So it's the voice that's out there in the wilderness, not the way. John, of course, is baptizing in the Jordan River. Um, That was the river that Joshua led the people across on their way into the Promised Land. Um, John the Baptist is making a very powerful political statement. He's saying that the people over there in Jerusalem and Judea have got it wrong. We've become co-opted by the Roman authorities and we need to start over again out here in the wilderness. The prophets always looked back to the wilderness as being that moment when Israel was most dependent upon God and had the closest relationship with God. So let's start over out in the wilderness and come across the River Jordan. Mark begins his gospel with Jesus going out there to the the Jordan and being baptized by John and coming back in. And he wants us to hear this whole passage from Isaiah. Comfort, comfort my people Speak peace to Jerusalem, thus says our God. Tell her that her time of service is ended and her penalty has been paid double. With Jesus, according to Mark, begins this restoration of the Holy Land. Things will be put back to rights with Jesus. Of course, at this moment, I'm not feeling so much like Advent is a time of preparation for someone's arrival so much as I'm feeling like it's a preparation for our departure. Um, Deb is leaving. Deb and Ron are going to England for a family wedding. They're leaving Thursday. I'm leaving a week from Tuesday to go to Louis in Sudan. And so I've been sort of wondering what does it mean not to be expecting arrival but expecting departure. So in this reading, I feel more like the people from Jerusalem and Judea going out to John in the wilderness than I do feel like people coming back into the promised land. Deb read the lesson at the um, Thanksgiving service at St. Thomas Holy Spirit, and it was from Deuteronomy, and, and God says, I protected you all of those years in the wilderness with the snakes and the scorpions, and I caught our eye, and we just both about burst out laughing. Because she told stories of snakes and scorpions having been in Louis for six months. Um, We're headed out there. And at some point in all the Gospels, Jesus asks the disciples of John, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? And so that's been my question this week. What are we going over there to see? From the wilderness, John is able to look back in at Jerusalem and see what has gone wrong. The temple structure has become co-opted by the Roman government. There's cooperation. There's all of the corruption that goes with that. He thinks things need to be changed, and so he baptizes people for repentance. Tell her that her sins are paid double, and he begins with that baptism. Out there in the desert, he eats locust and wild honey. He doesn't participate in the economy, doesn't buy his food, doesn't grow his food. He just gets it for free. Like the prophets looking back to that period when people were so dependent on God, they had the manna, he is getting his food for free. And so he's able to look back in and see what's essential. To see that dependence on God and know that the wealth that he has is not of his own making and the wealth that Jerusalem has may be problematic. People have told me when I first got the invitation to go and said, what am I supposed to say when I get there? What am I supposed to do when I get there? The bishop said, don't think you're bringing the gospel to Louis, they've already got it. Um, We may have wealth unimaginable to them, but they have many things that we can't even know of." They have community life like we don't experience typically here. And as he said, and the bishop said in his address at convention, even in the hardest of times, they have joy. Their standard greeting is, God is good, and people respond all the time, all the time, God is good. And so no matter what's going on, even in the middle of a 21-year civil war, God is good. We're living right now through some difficult economic times. Um, people are closer to the edge than typically. There are even people in this congregation who worry about losing jobs and having enough money to get through the holiday season. And we pray that God will show us the way, the way through the wilderness to what is essential. I love that passage in Peter, 2 Peter, we await a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness is at home. And we know that God will get us there, maybe not tomorrow. He says one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. It may take a while, but we know that in the meantime, God takes care of us. That's partly what we're going to Louis to see, is how it is that God takes care of us by seeing how it is that God has taken care of them so that when we come back, we will know what God's restoration looks like. So pray for us, and we will do that here in a minute in this service. Pray for us as we go, not just for our safety in travel, although that's very important, and pray not just for Ron and for my family who wait behind anxiously for our return, but pray that we will come back knowing what God's restoration looks like so that we can speak it here, so that we can begin building up what has been broken down, restoring that Isaiah has of that wonderful community. John ends his sermon by saying, I have baptized you with water, but behind me is coming one more powerful than me who will baptize you with Holy Spirit. There's much that is wrong, much that people from a different perspective could see and point out to us, not just in the economy but all over the place. But the one who is coming will repair not just those things, but repair the Spirit. I have baptized you with water. I have baptized you for repentance from sin, but he will baptize you with Spirit. Repair those places that you're broken in Spirit. What we will learn from them is how to be whole in Spirit even in the midst of
3: difficulty. Pray that we can bring that back and speak that here. Amen.